Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dobbs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are here for the second movie, which is Zach's movie, on episode 88, Krampus. Uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't pick another K movie, because then it would have been KKK, but... <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning. <laughs> that would have been awkward. I mean... So very Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before we get into what I would say probably the most funniest and fun movie I've watched, uh, let, let's get into some things we played or watched during the week. So, Andy, let's start with you. Um, I watched Jingle All the Way because we were talking about watching it, and I really wanted to watch it, and I was like, oh, I wonder how much it is to rent. It was $4, and then I looked online, and the Blu-ray was like $7.90. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's a no-brainer, so I bought that and watched Jingle All the Way. Um, I'm kind of sad we're not talking about it because I really like that movie. Like everyone's always like, "Oh, it's it's so bad, it's good," and oh, it's one of the bad Arnold roles. Oh, it's stupid. Put that cookie down. But I like, and I ironically like that movie. I like it a lot. I think it's. Uh, I mean, this isn't like a huge bar or anything, but I think it's the best Sinbad ever was acting wise. Uh, it's got Phil Hartman in it. I love him. Such a shame that you know he was he was taken from the world or whatever. And and uh, Arnold's great. Man, he's he's a. Uh, I think he's a pretty natural comedic actor when he wants to be. But besides that, just I like the story of the movie and it's fun and I, I like the movie. I just I just do. Well, hey, I did say let's just watch it and do it anyway. Like we could just kind of crowbar it into the last episode we're supposed to do or something. No, I thought we were gonna try to do that this episode, and I I had heard I was the only one. Oh. Maybe we'll do a double feature. We'll talk about we, next week with Ernest because I'm pretty sure we're not gonna like go into deep t- detail. Where Ernest saves Christmas. <laughs> well, there's there's my there's my spoiler opinion. I, I unironically love Jingle All the Way, but I like Christmas movies. So mm. I also like Arnold's. Put the cookie down. Um, Zach, what about you? What did, what did you do? Mm. Uh, I watched uh, Doom Patrol on the DC universe app. Mm-hmm. I only got to watch two episodes so far, but I can say that it is probably the best show they have on there so far. Um, it's quite a bit better than Titans. It starts out a lot better than that. Um, and there's some pretty, there's some fairly big names in it too. Uh, well, somewhat depending on where your fandom's at, like uh, Brendan Fraser's in it and he hasn't been in anything lately. And he's, like, one of the main characters. <laughs> and uh, Alan Tudyk from, like, you know... Firefly? F- Firefly and the other... The, the show. I can't remember the name of the show now. He's in Tucker and Dale versus Evil, too. He's also in that. Yeah, he is the main bad guy. Uh, nobody, or Mr. Morden, he sometimes is called as well. And he's his character is pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's, a good, um, he's a good actor. He's just not in a lot of things. Yeah, I think there's a lot just, of voice work too. You wouldn't, you you'd be surprised to see how many times he's come up and you just haven't really noticed it was him. Oh yeah, he's done a ton of voice work in like the last ten years. Um, let's see. I also watched Frozen too. So there. Uh, did okay. <laughs> it's just, you didn't even know how to react to that. What's, well, what's wrong with that? I liked the first one. Yeah, I I did too. What's your problem, Dubs? I don't know. Usually, like people would be like, "Yeah, I caught that on the, uh, you know, 
the DVDs and stuff. Now, did you did you go with a bunch of friends or? No, me and my sister usually just go watch Disney movies. Oh, I, okay, I'm, that makes sense. I'm not scared to watch Disney movies, and that's kind of like her thing, and it's just something we always do. Fuck, I've gone to Disney movies by myself. I saw Inside Out by myself. Well, I don't know. We she, we always have the same amount of interest in them, so usually we just both go. Um, it was good. I, I, I'm not sure if I like it better than the first one yet, or it's the same or something. I'm still thinking about that. Um, uh, were people overreacting with the whole, like, homosexuality or something like that that was supposed to be? Uh, there, I mean... I, apparently there was some kind of stink because allegedly they were told to cut something out, but I don't, I honestly don't know anything about that. So <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. Um, what else did I do? I watched wrestling obviously. And I played and beat Panzer Dragoon two recently for the first time. Kind of side note. Um, one of the uh, you know the people that do the like the remakes like they did uh spyro and i think they did crash as well but uh there's a rumor going around that either a they're gonna do another remaster of dark souls or demon souls i should say uh either that or there's rumors going on going around the legends of dragoon remake oh yeah i saw that too that would be really cool I've heard of the Demon Souls for PS5, but I have not heard about that other one. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. I thought we would possibly hear it in the state of play, but maybe tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, Thursday for uh, the Game Awards. Maybe we'll see. And that's it. Oh yeah, well I've been playing Death Stranding too, but I'm whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here me too. <laughs> uh, I haven't been watching anything besides YouTube videos, and that uh, it's Red Letter Media. Um, I kind of started like on a rabbit hole of uh, Red Letter Media because I was like, oh, since we did Resident Evil, I kind of wanted to see their reactions to the movie. Oh yeah, God. it turned out when we when we were watching that one movie, I was like, I've seen this somewhere before. That's what it was. It was Red Letter Media. <laughs> So the first video was pretty much, you know, the fight scene between uh, Wesker, Jill, I mean, not Jill, uh, Claire, uh, and uh, Chris and all them. Yeah. And fucking Rich Evans just nonstop laughs. And then, like, Jay and Mike start laughing for, like, uncontrollably for the whole scene. Because it's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) And then, I love the part where like she she like kicks the pane of glass and then Jay just loses his shit. <laughs> he's like, "What?" <laughs> like he just he almost stands up from the couch. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! But it's pretty amazing because they did like a whole you know the whole series besides the last one because I think the last one was coming out. That's why they brought the series out. Um, but they had like all the same reactions we had in the movie, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Hey, you know what's cool about that, though, is if I'm not mistaken, those are the first videos they produced where they all just sat around, watched a movie, and talked about it. Mm-hmm. It's like It was like a really rough early version of what eventually becomes, like, best of the worst and, like, review and stuff like that. I think the Resident Evil movies could make the best of the worst wheel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
But uh, we're, we're actually recording this on the 10 year anniversary of the first uh, Phantom Menace video going up. This is kind of a weird, funny thing. <laughs> oh my. That's interesting. Um, but uh, actually, right before we went on the air, Rich and Jay uh, did a little uh, video of them giving their opinions on the Ghostbusters the trailer. And it's surprising. Maybe I'll save this for later and what they said because I think we might have the same reaction as both of them. But uh, I'll save that for later. Um, I guess we get into Krampus. Um, little story. Uh, before I watched yesterday, that's why I messaged you on the Facebook. I was like, hey, Zach, which Krampus is it? Because there's apparently like seven of them. Yeah, I, I, are are they sequels to this movie? Because a bunch of them came out in the years immediately after it. I honestly don't know. I think one of them might be, like, I'm about 50-50 on that. The rest of them, I don't know. They could be whatever. It could be the studio still trying to hawk the movie, you know what I'm saying? But One of them is, like, Krampus Unleashed, and one of them is, like, Krampus Begins or something. And I was like, begins. oh, my God. <laughs> Is it the I wondered if it wasn't the story that the grandma tells or something. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's a couple of older Krampus movies that came out before yeah. this. Yeah. Mm. None of them had this kind of acclaim, though. No. Yeah, um, there was like Krampus Origins and stuff. So I was like, I'm guessing either after people watched this movie, they're like, oh, I kind of want to know what Krampus is all about. I'm like, well, why didn't you just listen to the grandma? Like, you don't, you don't need a movie for that. But no. I, Besides that, it's kind of like a somewhat known old Christmas story. Some people knew about Krampus before that movie ever came out. Oh, Krampus is like a super well-known in Germany and Austria. It's it's like a th- – they still have weird celebrations there. Like men will dress up as Krampus and run around town and, and you know – terrorize children or whatever I that sounds remember. like that sounds like a lot of fun actually yeah that sounds pretty badass but but no it, it's it has been it, it's gone right alongside santa claus for like a century or something in that part of the world mm-hmm. um this movie was a movie and i'm not saying that in a bad way uh what i remember messaging you guys and I, and i did that whole gif of reggie fizzime doing the whole uh, dance when he's pointing pointing at the clock because it took a whole thirty minutes for it to like pick up to, to do something. It was more of like here's this family that like some are good and some are a piece of shit, and I was like, all right, it's kind of setting up that whole comedy thing where like the one family is a rich Democrat, the other family is like a uh, you know gunslinging Republicans and stuff, and. I didn't really mind that part because it just reminded me so much of like uh, Christmas vacation and like home alone, like the scenes where the family comes in and you see all the family and you're, you're getting to know like all the characters in the family and stuff. Mm -hmm. And what really like confused me a little bit, it still kind of confuses me is like, why did the grandma speak German for like half the movie? And then all of a sudden speak English. Was that just for like a... I think it was just to be cool. I think it's to be like creepy. There's something about an old woman talking in in German. There's something scary going on. It makes it even scarier. I don't know, in my opinion. German German is a harsh language. And it's very intimidating. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I, th- I, I like the chemistry with the mother and father. I think that was the only two chemistry I actually kind of liked. The kid was just like out of place. The son, I forgot his name. I think Mark. Am I right? No, Max. Yeah, something playing like that. Max or Mike. Or... It's it's Max. It's Max. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Sarah and uh, the father. Fuck, I don't I don't know names. Names suck anyway. His name's Tom. Tom. There we go. Like I thought they were pretty good. Tom, uh, Adam Scott, who played Tom, like he he's done a lot of comedy. Oh, yeah, he's my he's my favorite part. I love Adam Scott. They, the whole time, uh, I think there were a few scenes that weren't really that funny, but I liked them because it made me think about Parks and Rec, and, and he's funny in that. So I was like, oh, this is funny. Like, trick my brain. <laughs> mm. He's from uh, Howard, uh, the other guy. He was from uh, Anchorman, right? I think he's in so. That as well as other stuff, yeah. That yeah, it was bothering me because he looked so familiar to me. I'm like, what the hell have I seen him in? I know I've seen him in something. Yeah, a lot of people in this movie are. I've also seen them in blank. Like uh, the the mother, it was bugging me. What is she in? And, and um, what was it? I figured it out. Now I can't remember. She's in Hereditary, but mm-hmm. that wasn't it. Um, I oh, can't remember. But it turned out I'd seen her in something else too. She's in Knives Out, which is out now. Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, Knives Out. Velvet. Velvet. later. Yeah, she, she was good, and you know, uh, <laughs> what was that? Uh, Dorothy, Aunt Dorothy. She was like a uh, a poor man's. Uh, remember the movie Wonder Boy, the mom. No, I have Water Boy. Water Boy, no, yeah, Water Boy. No, she's, she's the mother in Water Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Boy. <laughs> uh, nobody want to play that foosball. Like that's all I kept on seeing in her. I was like, why? Why didn't they just get her to play it? But then that again, is her. That's the mother in Waterboy. No, it's it? not. That's Kathy Bates. Go look it up. I swear to God, it's Kathy Bates. I, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> Waterboy, looking at Waterboy, hitting the IMDb, and yeah, that's Kathy Bates. Boom. You guys just you confuse fat older women. <laughs> That's why I said it's like a. She's done a lot of uh, TV shows, by the way. She was in Two and a Half Men, um, and she's done a lot of other side stuff. But that's besides the point. She was just funny for being like the fat old uh, aunt that just drinks a lot of eggnog and alcohol. I won't blame you guys for getting her confused with Kathy Bates, though, because honestly, she reminded me a lot of her. It's just I know who Kathy Bates is. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, what did you guys think of the first like half hour of the movie before shit get, gets insane? I mean, it's fine. It, it establishes all these characters really well, considering there's. I mean, I guess only the adults really matter that much. Most of the kids are like kind of a one note. Oh, okay, they're just here to be children, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it establishes a bunch of characters, which is what it's supposed to do. Yeah, and then uh, you know, Beth, the first fucking kid that decides to go out walking in a blizzard to see her boyfriend. Like I knew right away. Like she, she's fucking dead. She's gone. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. It's like. 
she was really barely in the movie any because of yeah. that. I kept thinking at some point, like, well, maybe they'll find her again. Maybe she's like stuck in that snowman or something. <laughs> uh, I kept thinking that's what the snowmen were. Is like, yeah, I thought like at the end they were all gonna like melt or something, and all the people would be in there. And Krampus yeah. just uses Sub Zero magic to freeze you and turn you into a snowman. That's, that's what he does. <laughs> but no, that was not the case. Yeah. Um. The. The tone of this movie, the identity of this movie changed a couple of times because it was like, I want to be a comedy movie, but I also want to be serious. But hey, look at this fucking cartoon uh, in the movie, which I thought was pretty neat, by the way. I would Yeah, I liked that a lot. Yeah, it was cool. Very Tim Burton-esque kind of stop animation or something. I, maybe they did do it because there's like a million Krampuses out there right now. But I kind of wish that there was a full movie like the animation that they did in this movie of Krampus. I think I would have probably liked it a little more. I mean, uh, it's it's like all the old... Um, oh my god, what are they called? I'm trying to remember. Nightmare Before Christmas? or No, um, something in something movies. Oh my gosh, this is going to be... Wallace and Gromit? No. Yeah, damn it. That's the only Anne and Man movie. I mean, they're, they're like all the classic Christmas shows. Claymation? No. I don't know. I'm blank. I can't help you. <laughs> but, but, uh. You gotta do better than that. But uh, the cartoon was like really good and then it like got depressing because like. Rank, Rankin and Bass. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I've never fucking heard of that. No, they did like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman and all that motion oh. stuff. Okay. It's like some of the, the most famous that. Christmas specials ever made. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've seen all that. I just didn't know who was behind it necessarily. Yeah, they did Rankin and Bass. Uh, they, they made a bunch of that kind of stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, but like the cartoon was like fucking... Oh, uh, you know, I believed in fucking Santa and everybody was being douches. So Krampus came around and killed everybody and kept me alive. <laughs> so like a token of you better fucking believe or, you know, you'll end up like your family. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, that's fucking serious. And then killer gingerbread men cook, uh, cookies <laughs> coming down the chimney next. And that's when I just started laughing, like Rich Evans laughing for nonstop. Yeah, Krampus starts actually assaulting their house at this point. Yeah, I mean, pretty much with the whole Beth going to, you know, the boyfriend's house and then getting lost in the blizzard. And I, I, I'm thinking Krampus killed her. That's why, you know, to scream and everything. Um, yeah. And then Howard gets fucking bitten and they come back and they do like this whole like... Uh, the movie signs where they board up all the fucking windows and shit and just stay in. And um, when, when when I first saw the chain come down, I was like, oh, he's just going to fucking... I mean, he, he ends up grabbing the kid, but I didn't expect, like, the fucking cookie to be alive. <laughs> and I just... I wonder if that kid was, like, mentally deficient or something. Just be, I don't know. He never said anything, and he always just had like this blank stare on his face. I, <laughs> what the fuck? It was weird. Like, I think they implied that he was like mentally not there, like, um, like 
a mouth breather. So, I know it was, it was random, but that was like something that kept bugging me about him until he disappeared finally. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, like it got out of control because when they went in the attic and then that doll like attacked and that fucking teddy bear <laughs> fucking attacked them, and then like. Was that a big nutcracker, by the way? No, I think it was like a big jack-in-the-box kind of thing. Yeah, it's a jack-in-the-box, and it's terrifying. Yeah, it's fucking scary. Like, honestly, the creature designs and shit, except for, like, the gingerbread men, really, mm-hmm. were pretty creepy. Yeah. That, that thing in particular, though, was like, whoa. <laughs> the other toys I just thought were, like, a little creepy, but that that one in particular I thought was, like, far and away the creepiest thing in the movie, except the- maybe Krampus himself. The elves were pretty creepy looking too. Mm. They all had like this weird mask. They all look like fucking dirty and shit. And yeah. it's I don't know. They were kind of freaky too. Yeah, they had like the the purge kind of feeling to it. Uh... <laughs> Krampus's elves purge. <laughs> where where murder is allowed <laughs> only on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like. Would you guys, would you, you like the movie to be more serious toned than what the the comedy they did in this? Or would you, did you like the mix of comedy and horror? I like the mix. Uh, I, I like this better. Like, um, apparently when they were trying to shop this movie around, they were having a hard time getting people to, you know, green light it to produce it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they had to compromise on was a PG-13 rating. And that might be going a little too far, but I like the tone being the way it is because this is a Christmas movie, but you know, it is a horror movie clearly, but it still has to have that like Christmas core to it. And I think that helps a lot to get it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same here. I, I kind of like it the way it is. And besides that, you know, honestly, half the time, if you're doing a horror movie, it's okay to have some comedy in there. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, I like the mix. I was just putting that question out for you guys to see if maybe we were different. But uh, I think we're all on the same wavelength. Um, I thought the comedy was pretty pretty good. I, I didn't did you guys roll your eyes at any of the jokes? Um, I've heard people say this movie was hilarious and I guess my only problem with the humor in it was I didn't think it was that funny. Like the, the humor seemed to take a back seat to like, you know, the moody kind of horror fantasy side of it. I thought, I don't know. Parts of it were funny. I did laugh when, um, when he's in the kitchen fighting gingerbread men with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Third. I like that. And they're like on fire. And when the dog eats it, I did laugh out loud. That's the one time I recall laughing out loud watching this movie. But yeah, same here. I didn't think it was like hilarious or anything like that. No, like the the stuff before Krampus appears was just kind of like you get a chuckle out of it usually. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like uproarious laughter or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when the ridiculousness of what's happening starts to happen, that's when it it starts getting funny. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's where I land. I, I I thought the jokes were pretty, you know, pretty good. But like when the shit hit the fan. And they're all fighting these little toys, and uh, pretty much they get demolished by the 
Krampus and the elves, right? Like, the, the toys were only terrorizing them, and then Krampus is like, bitch, get out the way, I'm gonna take you all now. Well, the, el- the elves come in, and that's like the end of, of the fun. It's like, okay, no more fucking around, we actually need to take you all to hell. Yeah. <laughs> There's a weird, like, if you think about it, the toys are in there because uh, when the DHL guy dropped off that package, they brought in that sack, and it had the toys in it, and it's funny to think like they could have opened those presents and that could have been how the toys got in there. Mm. But the way it happens instead is like they have to break out of the packages. I don't know. It's just, I, I was thinking about that. Like the, the story could have gone another way with that, but they, they let them get loose on their own instead. It's just interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the humor between the, the one family. He's like, oh, he's a he's a Boy Scout. He, only women do that. And he's like, no, they actually do survival and stuff. Like, and then Howard gets bit. And then, you know, he looks at the windshield. And he's like, oh, he went through the windshield. He's like, no, the something went through the windshield to get the person in the driver's seat. And he's like, how, how can you tell that? He's like, look at the class and how it bends. <laughs> I just like that part where like after they, they get back home and yeah, he patches him up and everything and he's like taking watch. He's like, I'll take watch. And then he's like, I'm sorry. And then his, his apology was like really bad. He's like, I'm sorry. I thought you were a spineless pussy this whole time. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, damn dude. Like, yeah. They, they, they definitely got the, like the family uh, Christmas dinner you know some of the hell that people go through with their families i guess when they all they, the only reason why they're there is because they're family and they don't really want to be there so i thought that was pretty cool um yeah, that part where he's like goes up to max's room after that big blow up and he's just like why do we have to be around them anyway it's like because they're family he's like but why he's like i don't know it's <laughs> <laughs> just like okay like huh <laughs> Uh, Krampus fucking looked terrifying. Yeah. He looked like Santa went to hell and came back and this is what he became. One of my favorite things about this movie is like when Krampus moves and jumps, it, it, I don't know, like it gives a sense of he, like, he's really heavy. It sounds like a big bag or something being dropped on a rooftop and stuff. I don't know. It just stood out. I like that a lot about the, the design of how Krampus looks and moves and behaves. Mm-hmm. I just like that they put this grandma there to like give the backstory of Krampus. Is like here's this German mom <laughs> who speaks German, and everybody understands. I mean, only Max and uh, the father understand her, but everybody's like, "What the fuck did she just say?" <laughs> yeah. I thought. Uh, were any of you disappointed? Like Stevie was the last. Almost the last kid, you know, standing. I mean, I'm besides Max, who's like the main character. We're just like, man, fuck Stevie. I don't know. Those two sisters to me were like basically interchangeable because the whole time they were on camera, they were attached at the hip. Mm. So they were never separated from one another until Krampus stole one of them to send them to hell. (laughs) I think it would have been better if it was Beth and Max to be the last two. Honestly, yeah, you know, probably. Because I think Max would have had a bigger uh, emotional, like, I want my family back. Because, like, if you think about it, Beth was kind of, after she heard Stevie read the letter, she kind of had, like, oh, that was, you know, 
pretty good and my brother cares about me and all that stuff and cares about the family i thought they were about to have a bond but then like the next scene is like she's dead <laughs> i'm like <laughs> you know if they did it that way they could they could have played it out a little bit more with krampus like whether or not he's real i think because she they, you still could have done the whole deal where oh she goes she decides to go out in the blizzard to find her boyfriend and <laughs> she discovers his house is totally fucking wrecked and everything mm-hmm. and then somehow is able to make it home and it's like what are you talking about there's no there's some monster it's like you're hallucinating it's probably his stupid dumbass friends playing a prank on you <laughs> and they don't and they don't listen to her because that's what always happens nobody listens to the teenage girl right yeah. yeah, but we need an excuse for them to go outside and see the snow truck and get in trouble and 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 get hurt and whatever. Well, they they could have done with the whole you know power going out kind of thing where you know Howard goes out, maybe uh, Tom and them go out and see if other neighbors kind of like a, a Maple Street and Twilight Zone. Remember when they get all curious and why the power is going out? Let's go to you know the next block see what's happening, and then something. Sure. Something like that happens. Yeah. Rewriting. We're rewriting the script. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just the whole, like, Stevie getting taken and, like, it, 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 in reality, he didn't really fucking care about Stevie. <laughs> I guess not. It did feel a little weird, though, yeah. Um, what do you think of the ending? I don't mean, like, the very end of the movie, but, like, before it and what leads up to it. I thought I thought it was cool. I thought the whole like fucking elves and Krampus like throwing people in a fiery pit was, <laughs> was pretty fucking hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually waiting for like some fucking metal music to start happening, like like music metal music and shit. For uh... even, even his sleigh was all badass and evil. He had like fucking a bunch of Black Phillips pulling his fucking sleigh. Apparently, the <laughs> so... animals that are carry or pulling his sleigh are like part also of, of Scandinavian folklore or Icelandic folklore or something like that. I, I read it on IMDb, but they also have like a badass name and they're also folklore. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And then like Max has this like heartfelt thing where he's like, I just, you know, want to be with my family. And the whole time I, I thought like maybe Krampus would have like a uh, a soul, sort of say, and be like, "I'll change you back," but then he gives him like this <clears throat> this bell, like remember the bell the grandma got because you ha- have a token of knowing what the fuck he did. He killed your whole family, <laughs> so here's a token. They they essentially fake you out three times in this ending. Mm-hmm. This, the first time, yeah, he gives him the bell, and you think because if you remember what the grandma says, which is like if you forget the true meaning of Christmas and everything, then you get taught a lesson pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, he showed remorse and he still kind of realized what the true meaning of Christmas was. So he thought maybe Krampus would show mercy. Yeah. And he's like, no, here's a bell. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes back and he says, screw your bell. Or basically and he throws the bell at him and then they laugh at him and they grab him and put him over the pit. And he's like, I just wanted Christmas to be like how it was before. And he pauses again. Hmm. <laughs> and he just throws him in the fucking pit anyway. They laugh about it and throw him in the pit. Yeah, and then that's when we get to the ending. And I I kind of thought this was going to happen pretty much when Max said I just want it to be like how it used to be. 
and I was like, oh, it's going to be like Groundhog's Day where he like wakes up on Christmas morning and everything's back to normal. Uh, and then the whole twist is like they're trapped in this like house because they're like in a snow, snow globe kind of thing. They're trapped in Christmas hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I kind of like the whole when he said cramp, when he got the, he opened up the present and the bell was there and everybody just like fucking Christmas spirit <laughs> is gone. That's one of my favorite parts of the, the movie, I think, is because like he's the only one who remembers what happened. And he's like, oh, this is weird. Oh, yay, Christmas time. And he opens it and it like goes around and shows all of them and it's playing the stuff from before and it's clear that they're all remembering what happened. I really like that part. Mm. Yeah, that was very cool. I heard a lot. So, of- so you both you both interpret the ending as they're stuck in like a Christmas hell, maybe a Groundhog Day kind of situation, right? I, mm-hmm. I basically do, yeah. There's, there's two interpretations of the ending of this movie. Um, that's one. I, apparently it's the most common. The other one is some people think uh, they actually are. Gonna, it's like it is Christmas morning and everything, and the snow globe is the way that Krampus can like keep track of them to make sure that they keep their promise and they're always like, you know, they always have hope or whatever. So he, that he's like keeping an eye on them with the snow globe and his lair or whatever. I suppose um, that's like the optimist's belief. That's the optimist way to look at it. Uh, <laughs> the the guy who made the movie has refused to say whether it's one or the other. The only thing they have to go on is there was a comic book tie-in, and the way the comic book ends uh, gives the second one more evidence, the fact that they they did make it out, but Krampus is going to keep an eye on them. You know, I don't like that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I get it. If people want to be like, oh, you just, just be fucking nice to each other, and Krampus won't fucking kill you. And then um, the other one is like, well, they're still going to like hate each other. And maybe not. Maybe being tormented by a giant Christmas demon will make them realize how much fucking assholes they are. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a pretty big life changing event. I like the second one better. And, I, you know, if you guys like the first one better, I totally get it because it's a more horror movie ending. Mm -hmm. But I like the second one better because it shows that the characters. Uh, had a chance to grow that something came of it and also i kind of alluded to this before but it makes it more of a christmas movie christmas movie's got to have a christmas core it's got to be it's got to be about family or giving or or the you know the magic spirit of christmas it's about your loved ones something something like that has to come into play and as soon as you get rid of that this is just a horror movie and it takes place at christmas coincidentally so I like it better if it's a Christmas movie that is horror instead of horror, horror movie that takes place at Christmas. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. There's still a moral there, even if it is just a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, it's still about, I don't know, what I, is it about um, loving your family even though they suck? Or is it about keeping the hope of Christmas in your heart? Or what is It's it? about that and the, the sacrifice of Christmas, you know, all that stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah. It can also fall in line and like be careful what you wish for, kind of thing. Because at the end, he's like, "I just want my family back," and uh, you know, "I just want a Christmas how it used to be." It's like 
Here, this is the Twilight Zone, damn it. And then, yeah. and then Krampus goes, "All right, bitch. <laughs> Here's Christmas <laughs> every night." <laughs> Honestly, I could buy it either way, and it doesn't bother me. But yeah. I, I bought, I bought in more to the first option personally. Mm. The first one is what I thought initially, but when I was reading the trivia and stuff, I was like, "Oh no, I like that better." Yeah, kind of give a little side story here. Uh, the budget of the movie was fifteen million. It, oh wow! Yeah, it made opening weekend. It made sixteen uh, million and change, and then pretty much it accumulated around like sixty-one million worldwide. Pretty good little little performance there. I think over time, like it gained more traction after it came out because I can remember when the movie came out. Nobody was really sure what to make of it, mm-hmm. and it seemed like word of mouth is what kind of got it to be successful, from what I remember. And I always remembered, I think this came around um, the same time the movie Black Christmas came out, where it was like another terrifying fucking Santa coming in. Black Christmas? Yeah, I think it was called Black Christmas. Yeah, there is, there is a movie called that. I've never seen it. I know, there's like an old slasher movie called Black Christmas, and I guess it's being remade as some kind of, it looks like bullshit, I'm not real sure. Mm. It looks like bullshit to me, though. Yeah, Black Christmas came out in 2006, actually that was before um, fucking Krampus, but whatever. I think way before Krampus. Yeah, about nine years. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I think people were thinking it's going to be along the line of a, like a horror movie, and then people, because the Metascore gave it a forty nine, which was fucking low as fuck. But like, it, it was a good movie. I mean, it, it, it's decent to watch. It wasn't, even though I made fun of it on Facebook where I, you know, did the gif, and I was like, man, when does this fucking pick up? And then it just fucking goes insane, but in a good way. This is Metas. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, this is far and away my favorite um, uh, Christmas horror movie. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, music-wise, was there really any music besides like maybe? It's just Christmas songs. Christmas and the typical <laughs> horror. Mo- yeah, just like background stuff. I mean, it was pretty unremarkable. The only time I remember the music is. Um, when Krampus is on the roof and like for some reason electricity is flickering on, I guess because he's so powerful or whatever, and it's it's playing uh, the song about Santa Claus uh, up on the roof. Mm-hmm. I like that. That was funny. I was like, oh, that's a nice touch. Yeah, and um, up on the rooftop. Oh, the one thing I fucking hate about this movie is like the whole movie was without like big jump scares because like cheap jump scares. And then, literally, at the end, all the fucking toys and elves and Krampus just pop out at you at the end. Uh, yeah, that's... <sighs> horror movies were doing that ever since the 2000s, I think, when they started doing more CGI things. It was also one of the worst effects in the whole movie when it happened. It mm. was. That it reminds, was awful. That reminds me of something else. I was talking about how it seemed like when the movie came out, people were really unsure of it. <sighs> To me, that was still like when horror movies hadn't quite really came back yet in terms of being good. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, by and large, even up to that point, 2015, I still don't. I still think the majority of horror movies were just legitimately terrible. And by the way, the kid that plays Max, he did a couple more good movies. By the way, he did uh, that movie with Robbie Downey Jr. Chef. Uh, he was the young wolf in Jungle Book. The uh, and uh, the the one that came out to Jungle Book, the live action, even though it's not really live action, um, and some other movie. I remember Bad Moms being somewhat of a, I guess, a decent. And then he did this uh, Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal, the movie, as Kid One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. I was just throwing at it in there as a joke. Uh, but he, he did a couple of decent movies after this movie, so he's not totally uh, shit. <laughs> but uh, I could, is there anything else you guys want to say about the movie? Um, it was good enough. It's worth watching. I'm glad I saw it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I was not bored. No, I like it pretty well. Um be a good horror movie or it could be a good Christmas movie to me either way. You got the best of both worlds. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh I like I don't know. I like the the whole the fake outs and the the moral and stuff and I, I like uh, there was just various parts of the movie I like that some would remind me of other Christmas movies or something that I like. Mm. That might have been done on purpose, but who knows. So I guess we're going to all say we recommend the film. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, I put Krampus at number two. What, what, what did you... Uh, I see Andy put it at number two. Yeah, number two. What about you, Zach? Where, where are you placing it? Oh, I'm probably going to put it at two as well. So you're going to go Klaus, Krampus? Yeah, I think Klaus is overall a better film to me. Okay, cool. So we're all on the same page so far. Uh, are we thinking about doing the double feature of Ernest Saves Christmas slash Jingle All the Way next week? Uh, I already watched Jingle All the Way, so. <laughs> Zach, did you want to do a double feature, or did you want to keep it to one movie? Because it doesn't really matter to me. I don't give a shit. I was, I was somewhat serious about this. Like, let's just do it anyway. Fuck it, you know? <laughs> all right, so double feature next week. We're going to do Ernest Saves Christmas and Jingle All the Way. So that's how we will tie off pretty much 2019, uh, because next week is going to be uh, the last show of 2019, because we're going to take a little uh, mini vacation because of the holidays, and then come back in January. Um, so remember, watch Ernest Saves Christmas and Jingle All the Way, and then come back here, and then we'll talk about it. But before we sign off, let's talk all about these... Uh, movies and games and shit that just fucking got announced like literally in a span of two days um i guess we'll start it off with the bond movie um really digging is, is this supposed to be daniel craig's last movie um they've said that his last several movies but yes they are saying that it's just the way that kind of stuff goes you know grand salt but he is he says he's getting older. He doesn't want to do as action-based roles anymore. He wants to do some more stuff where he can, like, you know, sit the fuck down once in a while. Mm. So, so, reportedly, yes, this is his last Bond appearance. Yeah, and it had that 
Bond, James Bond feeling to it. I kind of like that they uh, made fun of the how he says my name is Bond, James Bond, in it. And I was like, ha, ah, that's pretty funny. They're making fun of it. I think he's got the Sean Connery syndrome. I think he's just he doesn't want to be typecast as Bond. He just doesn't want to come out and say it. Mm-hmm. Well, this, his re- his reactions to like, are you doing another Bond movie? He said one time, God, I hope not. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude. He's he's probably one of my favorite Bonds now. I mean, it was uh, Sean Connery, Pierce Bronson, and then uh, now Daniel Craig. So, um, what do you what do you think of the villain? I I forgot his name. It's the guy from Mister Robot. Oh, Rami Malek. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see I didn't see the trailer. Sorry. So I'm just kind of like the spectator here for this. Yeah, he uh, uh he he kind of looks like a Phantom of the Opera kind of like villain thing going on. Did you get the same vibe, Andy? Uh, I guess it's just a trailer, a short one at that. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't know what to say yet. Basically, they could have said we're making a new James Bond movie, and they could have released a five-second clip, and could have just been like Daniel Craig looking at the camera, and then like flipping me the bird, and I still could have been like, yeah, James Bond, woo! It doesn't matter. I'm excited. So I got a question for you. Who do you think you think he's going to pass the torch to the the supposed woman Bond that they've been talking about? Or I don't know. People seem to think that's going to happen. Um, they maybe I don't know. It, that would be I, I almost said unexpected, but I guess it wouldn't be unexpected. I don't know. Um, they've been making these movies for a really long time. Maybe they should shake it up a bit. I, I kind of it's I got to reserve judgment because I have honestly absolutely no clue how I would feel about something like that. And do you think they kill off this bond like he dies even though um, he says no? Maybe. maybe I think a lot of uh, actors are doing that now. They're like I want to make sure I don't have to come back and do this. Like Harrison Ford has famously done this, kill the <laughs> kill this character. I don't. I'm done. No, we're done. So it's possible he'll be like. You might as well kill this character for you know because it'll it'll add a big dramatic effect and it'll it'll put the next bond over right I mean mm. <laughs> wrestling terms I love it there it is <laughs> yeah I'm I'm hyped for it um, I hope they kind of do the passing of the torch and I I kind of want to see a Daniel Craig conclusion you know a new bond whether it's you know, female, male, black, white, Asian, I don't care. As long as it's, they're still going to do the James Bond formula, I don't Except care. Robot, no, whatever. Who cares, man? <laughs> I'm hyped for the movie. But before we get in, uh, into... Actually, no. Silent Hill is probably going to be one of the bigger talks. Let's go into Ghostbusters. Um, Ghostbusters! So, on Facebook, I ask. <laughs> um, no, do you watch AVGN? Don't you? Uh, some of it. I'm not. Oh, I guess he didn't see that one. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I mean, I'm. I like his work, but I'm not like. Oh, I need to watch every video. Okay. <laughs> um. On Facebook Messenger, on chat, I said, "Describe this trailer in one word." I said. What was it? 
interesting or something like that. Yeah, you said interesting. Yeah, and then uh, what did you say, Zach? I don't think you get. You said it was all right. You, you gave a whole fucking sentence, not one word. Yeah, sorry, that was like way after you said that. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. There, I, I I dumbed it down. And then Andy, what did you say? He said yeah, yeah. just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it, fine, you know. Uh, it looks. It looks good. Again, it's a trailer. I hate speculating on a whole movie based on a trailer. I do it all the time anyway, but um, it's see, I got more of a, and there's a reason for this, obviously, but I got more of a Stranger Things vibe than a Ghostbusters vibe, mm-hmm. but that's kind of good because, I mean, if you can't emulate the original movies humor-wise, which obviously they can't, they tried and they failed, mm-hmm. just do something different. Do something new. So, yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah. My thing was, is like, Thank God they didn't come out with a trailer just how they did in Ghostbusters 2016. Because when that came out, I believe majority of the fans or people in general were just like, what the fuck is this? I remember the big controversy where all the people making the movie were like, you can't judge it based on trailer. That's not fair. And then it came out. We were all like, no, that, that trailer is pretty indicative of what we were going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that rings true. Yep. Yeah, but when you think of Ghostbusters, you think of, you know, obviously Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Ghostbusters? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you, th- <laughs> you think of the cast and everything. And then when you see this, and, and you also think of, you know, New York City. And then you watch this trailer and like, where, where the fuck are we, in Kansas? Or some like, you know, small town, uh, Midwest kind of thing going on. And then you see the Ecto-1, you see the, the uniforms, and then... The, the wherever Egon retired to. Mm-hmm. Apparently. I really love that they are honoring uh, Harold Ramis, Ramis or Egon's uh, character arc, you know, the family, the, the, grand, yeah. the grandkid, and obviously uh, the daughter and all that. So I, because Dan Aykroyd is one of the writers, so that means it's going to be done the right way. Um, a lot of people are just like, oh, ghost, first we had Ghostbuster girls, now we have Ghostbuster kids. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Ghostbusters have always been marketed towards kids, if I'm corrected, right? Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. Honestly, uh, Ghostbuster women wasn't the problem. And I think we've, we've come to realize that with time. The, what made the movie bad wasn't that they were women, it's that it was poorly written and poorly directed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Ghostbuster children, uh, same thing, same possibility. And honestly, I mean, like I said, I already got a Stranger Things vibe, but it also makes me think about stuff like The Goonies or something, you mm. know, a movie everyone loves. So maybe it'll be – that's a good thing. Heck, they have a kid from Stranger Things in the movie. Right, the kid from Stranger Things. <laughs> They're already halfway there. Yeah, and um, – oh, I got man I, I really dig the uh, Egon's granddaughter having, like, the cartoon hair – to it where the little swiggly thing on her hair and then she she got the glasses it's really weird it's like they got a like harold ramus's like bloodline in this movie <laughs> like they casted a perfect girl for this character in my opinion i mean she only said a couple of lines and she looked like she was dopey like oh my granddad's place boring until you know she starts fucking driving in the ecto one and then uh, fucking shooting uh, the proton packs and all that stuff. So when I say interesting, 
I say it's interesting because what you said, Andy, it has a Stranger Things vibe to it. It's mm-hmm. in this small ta- small town Midwest kind of uh, setting, and fucking Paul Rudd's in there. And yep. they and they have a director who is a fan of the mo- the movies. Yeah. So you know it's gonna be done right, and pe- there's a lot of people that were just like because the internet's a fucking bag of shit, and the um, <laughs> they have to like shit on it somehow. And I'm like, dude, give it time. I mean, they're like, oh, it's not the same tone. I'm like, if they do the same dry humor that they did in the 80s and 90s, it wouldn't work in this setting at all. Or at yeah. this this time. I don't know. I think if they did it well, it could. Maybe. But I think so. I hope Bill Murray just doesn't give a fuck like he did in the first two movies. I hope he's not in it. He is in it. He's casted. Ah, boo. Yeah. It's everybody except Howard. Are you Randall. sure it's not? Because they're using uh, footage from the old movies, though. I mean, it could be. I mean, did, even like seeing them on a a tube TV. Yeah, you have to give credit to actors if you show footage from something else. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. He might be in it, sure, but I still hope he's not. I think it would be really funny, though. <laughs> I I think they have to do. Do you think the kids are going to become the new Ghostbusters, or are they just telling a story and like they have to solve this problem? Yeah, it's just going to be a story. It's going to be like, oh, this is where they put all the ghosts after they caught them. It, it's down in this this old this old salt mine or whatever. Oh, the, the material or the equipment is busted. Egon's been dead for years. He hasn't been able to maintain it. Oh, we gotta we gotta do some. All the ghosts are getting out. Oh my gosh, or something. Like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So I brought up the fact that I watched Red Letter Media with Jay and uh, Rich talking about this. And everything we just said was similar to what they were talking about, especially oh, Andy, yeah. especially Andy with the Stranger Things uh, thing, because Rich Evans brings that up. I got a notification on my phone that they had posted that, but I came straight home from work and then we had to record this. So I, I didn't watch it. I didn't get my opinion tainted mm-hmm. by Red Letter Media this time, even though they've tainted all of my opinions usually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they also brought up a little Easter eggs in the trailer where the possible villain might be the, the first uh, villain in the first movie. So, because uh, you know those those big... The dope, Dean? <laughs> the, the, the dog gargoyle things? That uh, were, okay. Uh, Vince Clortho and Zool. Yeah. That's right. So, um, I don't Will he have the building with him, the Zool building. No, no, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> oh, Andy got it, <laughs> but I think that's how they'll probably maybe bring back the old cast to be like, hey, I know this villain, which is obviously they're doing a nostalgia fucking thing there, but whatever. I don't know. I, I need to see more. I don't want them to show a lot. And I think it's weird that they brought out brought out this trailer when this movie's coming out next summer. Does that feel weird to you guys at all, or do you think it was a perfect time to show something? Eh, no, I mean a lot of other movies show trailer like six months out. No, I, I think this makes sense. Um, this is gonna—I don't know. This this is how it looks to me. This is a good time of the year to release 
a trailer like that because hypothetically you could release it into theaters and a lot of people see movies in December. That's why so many big movies come out now and around Christmas. Also, if people see it, maybe they're hanging out with their friends and family because they have extra time because it's Christmas mm. and it kind of like collars your memory of seeing the trailers. Oh, I saw that with my friends. I saw that with my cousins. Oh, I was excited about that. That It kind of it adds, it dog piles on your excitement than just you sitting at home like a loser because that's what you are just watching it on your computer. <laughs> also next month is fuck you. It's January and nobody's going to go to movies then. Yep. Mm. <laughs> so I guess they have to bring out be like, Hey guys, look at all these movies and ghostbusters. And January is only for one thing. It's seeing the movies you didn't get to see in December when they came out. Yeah. And if anybody uh, remembers that uh, episode nine is coming out the 20th, because <laughs> there ain't no fucking marketing for this movie at all, unless I'm not looking in the right area. I don't know. I don't watch TV. I don't listen to the radio. I don't fucking. That's I don't know. If they aren't read, advertising on Reddit, I don't see. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I'm really surprised at how little marketing. I, I'm guessing Disney's like, hey, this movie sucks. Let's just bring it out. Oh, you're ready to hate. You're ready. I don't mm-hmm. think so, man. I think they just think everybody fucking knows and they don't want to spend the advertising money. I think they would they would be that arrogant or confident, however you would want to take that. Because saying fuck you to the fans is a great business move. That yeah, it wouldn't, be, wouldn't be the first time they've done it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Quick note. Um, Wonder Woman 84 uh, trailer came out. And... Mm-hmm. Why did they fucking spo- spoil that that person came back <laughs> in that trailer? Um, I think, well, that's part of the allure of the movie, I suppose, is why is Steve Trevor back? We thought he died. Mm-hmm. So you'll want to find out, won't you? Well, you should see this movie, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and if you just listen to us, spoil it. Uh, sorry. It's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Oh, you mean the old movie? Fuck, that movie's like two, three years old now. Come on. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to have me like, oh my god, uh, I don't know, you said Steve or something? I, I just call him Chris. Steve, Steve Trevor. It's a character in the comics, damn it. I don't read Wonder Woman. Well, you're fucking stupid. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> no! Um, but yeah, like, I would have saved that for like, maybe forever <laughs> until the movie came out. Uh, is, did they really need to put Chris Pine be like, hey guys, remember the dead character? Boom, he's back. Well, uh, I think part of it is because he is a pretty important supporting character in those comics, and it's like, oh my god, they killed Steve Trevor in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so like, yeah, if you know anything, that's like kind of a big deal, and it's like, okay, well, he's back now, I guess. Well, how did he come back? This is like, mm-hmm. mystery. He's a robot. Maybe. I don't not, think he's a robot. I think I, I think I know what's going on, but I don't want to say anything. So, <laughs> um, did, in the eighties, did like malls become like super popular in the eighties? Yes. Okay. Did you yeah. ask if malls were popular in the eighties? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm hey, I'm nothing of your culture. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, did it get get did people pop- wear blue jeans <laughs> in America? Because oh. I, I fucking. How long has McDonald's been popular? Have they sold a lot of hamburgers or just like some? Fuck you all. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, because I actually, like, after seeing Stranger Things Season 3, I'm like, oh, malls. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, like, I seen this movie, and they, like, introduce another mall. And I'm like, when was fucking malls popular? Was it the yeah, 80s? Yeah, there were, like, there, I don't know if you knew this, but there were, like, four malls in the United States in the 80s. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that that's when the, the shopping mall started to crop up. And that's, like, oh, that's part of the plot of Stranger Things. It's like, oh, it's killing the town, you know? Yeah. and some of that's here around where we live there's like the whole deal about the Huntington Mall you hear about that and uh, yeah I don't know like that's that's when malls really started appearing was in the 80s it was like a big fucking deal yeah it was a big deal we watched Shopping Mall it was like the second movie we watched <laughs> um, yeah so Wonder Woman I like the first one that was probably the only decent DC movie in a long time. It was good. It's probably it's their best one easily by far, so far. Well, yeah. Well, the the bar was pretty low when that movie came out. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm still weird about some of those movies. Apparently, mm-hmm. like I still like the first Superman movie they did. I I think this will be another hit because fucking '80s and Wonder Woman. What could go wrong? Are they still trying to advertise it like it looks like um, Thor Ragnarok? Because I remember that poster. Yeah, the poster, it's still doing all the radical, cool-looking 80s aesthetic shit. Aesthetic. Yeah, it's doing that shit. All right, let's move on to some gaming. Uh, State of Play happened. Um, Only two games jumped out at me. The Ghost of Shishima. Yeah, it's getting a trailer tomorrow. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's going to come out at uh, Game Awards, the rest of the trailer. That's the still not, I saw that I was interested in. Do we still not know when this game's coming out? No clue. No. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I think they're going to announce it, obviously, on Thursday. I hope so. I'm kind of interested in it, but I feel like it's like we've gone a really long time without learning anything else about it. I'm, I'm starting to worry they're going to be like, launch title, PlayStation 5. Maybe. Yeah, it'd probably be a dual release, though. Yeah. Yeah, it might be a, a PlayStation 4, but then if you want to play it in really, really good graphics, get it for PS5. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm hyped for it. They showed, like, a tiny, tiny trailer of it and be like, to be continued, go watch it on Game Trailers. So, not Game Trailers, Game Awards. God damn it. They game should... Trailers doesn't exist anymore. That's true. Well, they should, they should call it the Game Trailers because that's all I care about, the Game Awards, is Game Trailers. But Yeah, um... I don't care who they arbitrarily award plastic statuettes too that's a waste of my time <laughs> even though i kind of want to see the the shit storms that's going to happen if death stranding like wins all the awards um but the other game that got announced uh they, i don't know did you watch state of play or did you just watch the trailer guys I just want to do that. I just read an article that said this is what was announced at State of Play. And then I buzzed it real quick and I was done. (laughs) The trailer's cool. You should see it. I just watched the trailer because I I couldn't watch it. I was at work. Okay. So So, this was before my ship, so I was able to watch the whole State of Play. Um, They did a little trick on us because they, they did the whole, you know, next up, here's the next title from Capcom. And it said Project... Uh resistance and i was like oh really are they still doing this and we go into the trailer and then you know everything seems ominous there's like a fucking 
big tyrant that's in the shadow. There's a time, and then all of a sudden it's like 2007, which is military time, if anybody wants to know. Um, and then we're in like mirror's edge mode where you're just like running away from this tyrant. And you don't know who it is. I mean, there's a woman voice, but we don't know. I'm like, oh, is this Project Resistance still? And then you see this tyrant crash through. Still, you don't see who it is, but like you, right, right, right away, I was like, that's Nemesis. It has to be. Nemesis. It's too quick to be Mister X. And um, you know, they finally show you know the full body, and it's Jill. And I'm like, holy shit, yeah. Finally, the the rumors are true, even though it got leaked out on the PSN store. Uh, <clears throat> they didn't really. They, they showed off all the characters. Uh, I think they modernized everybody really well. I think Carlos looks funny as fuck though, with that fro, with that frizzy hair that he has going on. Yeah, sometimes Hispanic people have hair like that. Um, Brad looks fucking cool. I'm happy Brad's in it. Uh, they kind of tease that Jill Valentine is going to get infected. I mean, that happens in the game. Yeah, but like... <laughs> yeah, but not to the point of becoming a zombie, right? I thought I thought she was like freaking out or some shit. Like, you know, it was just like a, a, a horror scare. Yeah, a dream. I'll bet. I'm calling it dream. Yeah. There could be some psychological horror, maybe. Or maybe there's a you know, infection gameplay element that we're going to have to be keeping up with in that game. Maybe. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Zach? Are you think they're going to make it like an open world Raccoon City kind of thing and you're just running away from Nemesis? Obviously, you're going to have certain points where you're ne- you're going to need to go to, but do you think it's going to be a little more open than Resident Evil 2 Remake? Um, I think it could be. Like, not too much, though at all mm-hmm. they'll probably i say it'll probably open up more but um I, I they've also gone on the record to say this game would be more action oriented than the last one mm-hmm. which makes sense because the that's how it was last time uh uh i'm kind of wondering if that whole ch- chase sequence deal was actually like a gameplay it's like oh check this out like a wink nudge Mm-hmm. Or if they're even going to have that at all. Like, that was just like a trick. I kind of dig the whole Mirror's Edge kind of like view and running away. I think that would be more terrifying, in my opinion. That was because that, that was maybe uh, a criticism that Resident Evil 2 had. And something people would bring up when talking about Resident Evil 3 was like, your characters in Resident Evil 2 run kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And, like, if Jill were to have that same run speed, there's no fucking way she could, like... You, you couldn't really outrun Nemesis anyway. But it was, like, he would catch up to you. He wouldn't, like, totally outpace you. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't get running quick, he, he'd fucking run you down and start punching the shit out of you and everything. <laughs> yeah. And I really like that we kind of see the, you know people getting infected before they becoming zombies, like the chaos of uh, Raccoon City before everything, sh- hit, you know, sh- shit, shit hits, hits the it. fan, yeah. brother. <laughs> it looks, yeah, it looks like you're, you were going to be able to see a little bit more of, like, what happens before, you know. It look, maybe we'll even have some gameplay during that, which would be really interesting, because yeah. in, Jill's been in the town the whole time. Like, 
all the events leading up to when you actually play Resident Evil 3, like the old game anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'd be cool if we get to play some of that stuff. Yeah, they did show a little bit of gameplay, and the dodge feature is back. So, that, cool. That's cool. Um, there, there. As long as, as long as they map it to like some other kind of button, it's easier to do. It's fine. <laughs> and and, it, and it's going to be third person, so they're still going to have the same formula of Resident Evil Two Remake. Uh, that was another like people were, were like shouldn't the internet like I don't want to have a Mirror's Edge Resident Evil. I'm like, dude, you're running away from Nemesis. I think maybe there might be like a run mode and like a fight mode maybe because it, I'm hoping you can get to fight Nemesis, but it seems like this Nemesis feels like you don't want to fight it. <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I hope that you can fight it because I like that in the original game where like if you did fight it, you get extra items if you beat it and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to spend your resources to do it. And, and I hope like there's a... Like, you hear, you know, obviously, stars, and you have enough time to maybe find, like, a hiding spot. Like, you ever played the game Outlast? Uh, I haven't played it yet. Well, you know, the whole thing of that is, like, to hide and run away from whatever enemy is there. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool to hide, and then, obviously, if you want to run, or, or a third option to fight the nemesis would be pretty cool, but... Just, you know, hearing Nemesis and crashing through walls and shit, I think is going to be terrifying for me <laughs> to play. But uh, really hyped for this, and I'm really hyped for the Collector's Edition. Did you, I sent you guys the Collector's Edition, what it comes with. Yep, I'm going to get that thing. I was originally going to get the one for Resident Evil 2, and I pussied out and decided not to get it, and I regret it. Mm. So, <laughs> I should have gotten it. I'm going to get this one, though. And I believe if you pre-order, you get the old costume. So if you were just like, I don't like this modernized bullshit, you could switch it back. You don't like Jill wearing pants, I guess? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she still looks like Jill. It's just she's wearing pants now. Mm -hmm. Combat boots. Uh, To me, it looks like she threw on half of her uniform from the first game and just wore a tank top. Yeah. You know, honestly, which is cool. Um, But... Yeah, it's not like the usual classic costume. You know that stupid bullshit game developers like to do where it's like, it's like classic, and it's literally, they just make like an old polygonal version, like from the PS1. I fucking hate that stuff. It's (laughs) such a damn tease. You know what people want. Give them the real thing. (laughs) And I hope people are just not like, because I remember when Resident Evil 2 remake came out, like, oh, it's not fixed cameras. I'm like, dude. Man, those... Those fuckers will bitch about anything. I swear to God. They're <laughs> bitching about how Nemesis has a nose now. Fucking stupid. Oh, dude. The last <laughs> part of that trailer, when you see him getting, like, modified and shit and surgical and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I hope they show some some more, like, we learn more about Nemesis. Because I've always been really curious about that. Because it's he's such a different, like, creature compared to everything else. Mm-hmm. So, it'd be kind of cool if we get to learn more about him. And they kind of show a brief hunter in that uh, game in the trailer too. So I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be fucking damn hunters in this type of gameplay. It's gonna be interesting." Yeah. Yep. So keep an eye on that. I'm, I bet you either we might get more trailer on Game Awards, and then maybe like a gameplay reveal at. Oh wait, no, it's coming out of fucking April. 
I was gonna say, you know what? Most what's most likely gonna happen is it'll become part of our Nemesis project. Yeah. And by the time it's out, well, that'll be like when we can play it and we can add it on. Yeah, that that'll be at the, at the rate we're going. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying there's still a lot we have to do that we haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll get to our last story. So. Zach, you brought up an article about this, so I'll let you intro the story. Okay. Uh, yeah, I found an article on a, a gaming news website where some kind of leaker in Reddit or something was talking about, like, uh, he knew some stuff going on with Kojima Productions and Konami, and supposedly Kojima's trying to petition to do a to do silent hill i guess let konami farm it out to them and let them do it third party style or something Mm -hmm. um and uh he kind of went on to elaborate on like somebody had quit kojima productions recently and i thought like that was kind of weird like i learned about that before this leak happened i was like okay some guy just quit it was just one guy (laughs) and (laughs) Like, and then it, he says, like, oh, this was because he got mad because Koji was wanting to work with Konami again, and he refused to do it, so he left. Good. Maybe he's the reason. <laughs> if that, Yeah, if that's true, sure, I guess. Because this is the thing. I, we still don't even know if it's true or not. It's just rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the biggest question is, like, do you really think this could happen? Is this plausible? And I think it's kind of plausible, sure. Um, I think it's plausible. Um. Because that one uh, director is doing the Metal Gear Solid movie, and he's a big Metal Gear fan, and I was—I think they had like Konami and Kojima in the back, pretty much, you know, doing the background stuff with him on the movie. So maybe a relationship grew again between Kojima and Konami to the point of maybe working together again. I think it's—it could be work they could work now that they're separate like he's not directly working for them anymore Mm -hmm. so it's more like he's not spending all our money doing all this bullshit in in this case it's like we're going to commission you to use our ip to make this game because you got to you got to think like in wrestling term remember like there was a lot of fallout with wrestling between uh wrestlers and vince mcmahon like, no, it's infamous, yeah. <laughs> but they always come back, and they know they they come back because it's business. It makes mm-hmm. it makes money, and right now a lot of people want Silent Hill, a, a, a Kojima Silent Hill, and the only way to do that is to work with Konami. Yep, and it's like the other part of this that makes me think it's plausible is that. Apparently, Konami will still do things with their IP besides the Pachinko Machine. Like, they had the Castlevania collection that just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that So, it's like, they're willing to just let other people do something with their shit, at least, still. Yeah. That's all they're willing to do with their shit. Well, what, yeah, whatever. I mean, if they if there's some kind of way where we can still get these kinds of games, and they're just not willing to work on it themselves, whatever. At least we can still get them, right? That's fine with me. I mean, I would prefer someone besides Konami handle these IPs. This is a best case scenario. Yeah, that's what I think too. Because at this point, you're going to get more fresh takes or maybe even better ideas or something. At least they're still going to be in circulation because it'd be a damn shame for all these IPs to just die 
and just be fucking video arcade games or some shit in Japan. Yeah, they've been licensing small bits of stuff here and there. Like the Castlevania anime is another example of that. And plus, they've been letting um, uh, uh, Mondo release their soundtracks on vinyl, like little things like that. Like it's clear that they're aware that they ha- they're sitting on a bunch of valuable intellectual property, but they don't want to make games anymore. So th- this is the next logical step is just let other people make the next Contra, let other people make the next Silent Hill, you know? Yeah. Let's get, let's get a sweet it and let's let uh, someone else make it. And the only other reason I could see Konami giving Kojima rights to the game is if Sony is willing to pay the, the Kojima paycheck uh, of getting whatever he wants to do. Cause you don't see, you, you know, Konami is probably not going to show up money because of how much money? Uh, no, Konami's gonna get a check. That's all they want. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is like, if there's gonna be a relationship, because Kojima can't do this on his own, because he always wants to have everything big. It's either big or nothing. So he still needs somebody to pay for, like, you know, getting like another Norman Reedus or a fucking Mads Mikkelsen, or maybe he'll just fucking hire David Hayter. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I. I... I can see that working though too, because uh, apparently Death Stranding was successful financially. Mm-hmm. So he's got that feather in his cap too. He made one game, and it was good out of the gate, money wise at the very least. Mm-hmm. Andy, what do you think? Are you just like you don't see this happening, or you think it? You think it might happen? I mean, like I said, I think this is a best case scenario. It would be wonderful, but. Um, if I was going to put money on it, I would put money on it not happening. I, I just there, there was too much screwy stuff that continued happening even after he left Konami. And I know it's a lot of like, you know, we've all read the stuff from, from all these different sources. But there was like little things. Like even after um, Kojima Productions was its own thing, like their workers were having trouble getting health care because the, the, um, the organization that provides health care for <laughs> video game contractors in that part of Japan, one of the board members was like one of the board members from Konami. And it wasn't like proven, but it was pretty clear that he was like preventing them from applying and getting um, just, just basic health, uh, healthcare insurance from the same organization, even though they qualified for it, just like petty little things like that. And it's just, that always sticks in my mind. But I, I, it would be cool if it worked out that way. That would be really, really cool, and I would love to see that happen. But yeah, I just, I just don't think it will. There was another news story that like Konami was selling uh, SilentHill.com uh, for like ten grand or something like that, and that's another thing that spun the rumor mill. But like, it's a domain name; it's not a trademark. I mean, yeah. if there was a trademark, like buying that was happening then i could be like oh shit it's happening or 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 maybe they'll be like oh here's another here's all the silent hills remade or something like that yeah maybe they do it right this time yeah um here's another question before we you know sign off this podcast do you Mm -hmm. see at the game awards either a um a Silent Hill trailer or teaser because when they did a, a, a teaser for Death Stranding, that was like before story concepts were fucking being made. Like the story was still being written. 
They just wanted to like show that Kojima is back and all that stuff. Which was important. Mm-hmm. Um, or do you think that there is going to be a trailer or a teaser, but it's not going to be Silent Hill? It's going to be a, a new IP for Kojima with the horror game. Wait, uh, when are you thinking this is going to happen? Game trailers. I mean, fuck, Game Awards. Oh, uh, really? That soon? Um, I don't know. I, I don't... It seems too soon to me for him to do that. Maybe. Because I, I don't see him doing any Dutch Stranding DLC, right? Uh, I think there's DLC coming for that game, but, I mean, it, it went gold shit like a while back. The game was done. Yeah. So, I, uh, I, I think I he would have time to put something together. He's talked... Um, not directly, but he's answered questions indicating that a sequel has been tossed around. Um, I hope that's not the next thing they do. I hope they don't just immediately make Death Stranding 2 and then 3 and then 4 and then he bitches about how he want, doesn't want to make Death Stranding games anymore. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe like a small teaser. It would be like a name and that would be kind of it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not going for you know, Norman Reedus waking up with a baby and, like, crying and shit. I'm not going for that. I'm going for maybe, like, how Metroid was. the <laughs> Metroid 4, where it's like, here's the title screen. Boom, I'm coming out with another game. I, I, I guess we'll see. Let's see, if those, let's see if the rumors are correct, I guess. And maybe he does, like, a little... Uh, tease when he like wins all his awards he'd be like I'm coming out with another game I'm back again but I think that's where we will end it guys uh, pretty beefy episode because all the news and the Krampus talk that we did uh, if you want to catch more Big Trouble podcasts make sure you go to novnetwork.podbean.com if you want to catch me and Zach's uh, wrestling podcast which we are we're not doing a decade episode this week. We're going to do it next week because I, I have a lot of work shit going on and I still need to research more of uh, 2010 wrestling. What excuses? <laughs> but we will be doing Into the Fire on Saturday where we're going to be watching the pay-per-view and then after the pay-per-view is done, we will be uh, giving our opinion that night. So be ready for that on Saturday. And... Uh, yeah, getting some color on novnetwork.podbean.com. And um, I guess until next uh, week, uh, have a good night, and we'll see you later. Yeah, watch some Christmas movies. Thanks for listening. Bye.